The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. A couple weeks ago, I was in Florida, and what happened was, was during davening, um, there comes in this big Hasidic fellow, and looked like a real Rebbe, with the Rebbe garb, and then he, um, somebody made an appeal for an organization, and after the appeal, he gets up, and in, in eloquent English, he, he, spoke, he spoke, he said, know the organization, like he was unsolicited, he got up, it was very, very nice. Um, and then after davening, um, I see somebody, people, I went over to him, his name is Rabbi Meisels, and I told him, I tried to do Jewish geography, I told him I'm related, we're really Meisels, and, um, you know, you find somebody like that, you always want to connect. And I, then I see people, another person come over, and ask him for, you know, you're a man to give a brachos. So he said, he got a little embarrassed, and he said, okay, why do you think I'm a man? He says, I know the story about you, Rabbi Mazel. So he goes, okay, um, you want to say the story? And there was a few guys there. He says, you could say the story, and I'll correct you. And the fellow started saying the story, and he says, you know, let me take it over. And here's this incredible, incredible story why he, was, why he was a man to actually lucky enough to go over and get a bracha. He was a rabbi, he is a rabbi, he has a shul, um, but he also is a, is, a, is a businessman and a very, very successful businessman in England, London. And he, he was in real estate all his life, he's an older man, he's white beard, whatever, and he did very well, and he had a beautiful portfolio of uh, real estate, he said it was worth approximately $30 million. Not bad, not bad, right, for a rabbi. Um, so he, um, but unfortunately, he got involved with a, um, with a, uh, somebody who, who was a Ponzi, a Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. And, um, and I want to say, quick, you never know what is in the other person's whatever, but the bottom line is, the facts are, without saying any names, this fellow um, um, got him to mortgage all his properties, every single thing, invest everything he owns, including his house and his show, and he lost $30 million. What happened was the bank took everything back. They kicked him out of his house, he had to move into the apartment, until he put together enough money and his show, he, he put together enough money to buy it back. Um, and and it was a very very he says needless to say my life was shattered. Here going from a rich man right a well to do with a nice portfolio that it worked up, and I was able to do good things with it and, and sit and learn. I learned a lot and and um, and had a shul and people you know, and to penniless and and I started putting myself together, but it was, it was a very very difficult thing. Um, so this man sat in jail for a few years. A number of years, and in America, and he was then he got a call. I think it was maybe eight years later that from the from somebody a friend of his and says, "Listen, Trump is leaving, and he's ready to pardon. He's one of the people that he would pardon, but they're not going to pardon him." I think Alan Dershowitz and a big lawyer, you know, Alan Dershowitz called him, and he said he's not going to pardon him unless he gets a letter from his. He got a few letters from uh, um, other victims. Unless he gets a letter from his biggest victim, and you are his, by far the biggest victim. He's a Jewish guy. Could you write that letter? I couldn't. So he said, I did it. I pulled everything together. I spoke to people. I got it together. He said, nothing going to change. 
He has a wife and children that are sitting at home, and he's, he says, it's not going to help me to sit. Am I getting back my money? No. Am I getting anything from it? No. I, I, and it's going to be good for Hashem. This is what Hashem wants. He pulled himself together. He wrote that letter. They submitted the letter, and he was pardoned. The Asbury Park Press had a whole article, he said afterwards, that the investigation, they swore that, he, that Mr. Meisel's never, Rabbi Meisel's, whatever you want to call him, never, it's a whole article, never wrote that letter. It was forged, it was impossible. And they had reporters calling him and saying, did you write that letter? He did, but he says, I, I didn't have to answer them, it's none of, that, none of their business, I ignored them, I wasn't, I'm not, yes, I did, I did. obviously, he's out. Obviously he did. He says, of course I wrote the letter. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, whatever. So he said, after that, he um, didn't get back his $30 million. He, he had a family member that was left the house and, and left Yiddishkeit, came back and said, I'm home, I'm back, I want to I restart my journey. He says, that was probably worth more than $30 million. That when you have a, you know, a child or a family member like that, that was, that was bracha. Yeah, Mr. Shem, he's... Listen, he was in the hotel, so he obviously he had some money. He had Baruch Hashem, you know. He had, but the amazing thing is, is that this is what the term "tzvarim" means. This is this is exactly. Yeah, of course. Can you imagine that? And it just blew my mind. And I said, "This is exactly. This is an example." I don't think I don't know if everybody can do that, but this is this is godliness. This is what Hashem wants. And when we do this, we see bracha and atzlacha. Hashem says, you did that? I'm going to do that. You're Michael. You're, you're Khan. You're your ticket to life. I told him, I said, just wherever you go, please let me, let me come with you. I'll, this, is, this, is, uh, this is amazing. And uh, we should all have uh, brachas from it and atzlacha from it. And we should be able to rise above. And with our rising above and, and acting godliness, Hashem is going to give us all the brachas of atzlacha. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.